0: The Wrestling Life. Hey, everybody, it's The Wrestling Life. It's episode 260. It is February 26th, 2021. I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. Liam, we have
1: so much to talk about this week. And as always, so many things we can't talk about right here on the first and only wrestling podcast.
0: Uh, That's right. There's going to be a free flowing discussion. We have done a show in a few weeks due to various scheduling conflicts. (laughs) You have a million podcasts that you do. I have a million articles to write about pro wrestling. So here we are three weeks later with another free-flowing conversation that occasionally touches on mature subjects. This week's mature subjects include The Miz is WWE Champion, and it made you blind with rage.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's kind of like if you remember if it was on our last show or maybe two shows ago, whenever Carlito came back, yes, that made me real mad too. And it was like, I feel like that on steroids. mm because it was the same sort of thing where like we kicked the tires on Miz a decade ago. Yeah. And we as a society, and I say, we, I mean, Vincent McMahon and all of us collectively uh, we decided he is not a top guy. Right. He's not a world champion. Right. He is. He can work with the top guys. He, he's a great guy mm. to, to send out, to do media stuff He can do comedy. Funny can be funny. You can send him off to do your, you know, your terrible straight to DVD movies.
0: He's a very important
1: mid card heel. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's okay. There's not there. There, there needs to be those type of people, those type of characters in professional wrestling. I'm not knocking that or belittling that. But here we are a decade later. And the Miz is the WWE heavyweight champion again. And again, similar to the Carlito thing. It's like we we're not even like going back to the old stalwarts, like a Randy Orton or an Edge or a Kane or a Big Show. Well, that one's not on the table anymore. But <laughs> Um, like, you know what I mean? Like he's not, even he's not even going back. It's like, it's like if he made Ziggler the world champion, I mean, obviously that's not as bad as if he had made Ziggler champion, I'd be much angrier, but like, it's that same kind of thing. It's like, we, we, we looked, we looked down this road quite a few years ago, decided it wasn't the road we were going to take with this guy. And then we're, we're right back where we are. And it's like when when we do the circular logic of, well, we had to do something. He had the briefcase. You didn't have to give him the briefcase. You're like, well, he was feuding with Otis and we had to get the briefcase off of Otis. You didn't have to have Otis win the briefcase in the first place. And if you go backwards, you didn't have to do a briefcase match. You don't have to do money in the bank every year because this is all fake and you can do whatever you want. <laughs> So the idea that like we like booked ourselves into the corner where we had to make the Miz WWE champion uh, does not fly with me. Again, don't you know nothing against the man on a personal level, um, but as a character, this guy on top again—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a Randy Orton getting the title here would have been numbing to me, but Miz getting it was like we're not even like at least try a like a younger guy who's on that level. Cause then maybe you like give it to Garza or somebody or Andrade or somebody (laughs) like that. Like you can't tell me the show would be worse or would do worse, a worse number. If it was Andrade as the WWE champion right now, instead of instead of the Miz, like at at worst it would do the same.
0: I mean, I think we are constantly surprised by how much worse the numbers can get (laughs) fair. And, and yet I think there's truth to your point in that. I think the ratings are going to be what the ratings are going to be (laughs) kind of regardless of what they put out there now, because uh, I think they've chased away anyone that had anything resembling a anything, but a hardcore interest in professional wrestling And they've done away with the kinds of larger in life personalities or outlandish soap opera stories that would attract uh, fans (laughs) looking for something uh, entertaining uh, when they're flipping through the channels on Monday nights. Mm -hmm. And it's just you and me watching now, basically. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, as I'm now in the 35 to 49 demo, it's, more people in my demo and the demo older than me than your demo. So,
1: <laughs> so you're, you're, you're too young to be watching this show still like you're, you got another like 10 years before you age into their demographic. First of all, how dare you?
0: I'm not 40. <laughs> so, and secondly, how dare you? Um, but yeah, so the Miz won uh, the WWE title Drew McIntyre, who lost the title, wasn't even on Raw on Monday, so he doesn't give one f about <laughs> losing his championship. Apparently, was and, he selling the vicious beating that he uh, suffered at the hands of bodacious Bob Lashley? I suppose I don't know. Like it's very clear. Like I didn't get mad about the miss thing at all because I like it, like Lashley's clearly getting that title, you know, fifteen years too late. <laughs> so uh well probably 13 years too like he wasn't ready when they brought him up in 07 but um yeah it didn't bother me at all because lashley's gonna be the guy and it's like i'm not you know super high on 50 year old bob lashley (laughs) but also he's been protected and he has not really ever been a top guy there so I mean, he's not new. He's been on television since 2007, but also uh, we haven't seen that a million, billion, zillion times before. Except apparently, we forget that he got a title match right after WrestleMania last year <laughs> and lost.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was and it was a good match. Like I enjoyed him and Drew. Uh, it was a little bit sloppy and, and wild and out of control, but I, I thought it was quite entertaining at the time and like like once every 6 months like MVP will mention how this man's been on this journey for however many years and he's never gotten the world title because yeah. you know TNA doesn't count I'm sorry um I'm not I'm also not sorry uh <laughs> but uh so and and I I feel like you can make that a story one though it's kind of a babyface story oh yeah <laughs> but I he is a monster character and people like Drew so you can still play it as a heel but it's like as soon as he wins the title and you have MVP and him cut that promo about how this is the culmination of a of a of a ten or twelve or fifteen year journey. Like he's instant babyface again to me. But I mean, that's fine having having a sort of discount full time Brock type character who just kills everybody and destroys everyone for a while while you wait for your your next uh, your next good guy to come along is is fine with me in theory. Um, what it always comes down to is, and too often what I think the, where I might differ with them is that the monster will beat the top guy, which leads to the top guy coming back and getting his win back. And to to me, the way I would do it is if the monster beats the top guy, uh, let's say like Lashley wins the title for Miz, they do the rematch with Drew at Mania and he beats Drew. It's like okay, now we look for the next guy, and Lashley keeps it until that next guy is ready. Like that's what I would do, but I feel like so often it's just like Lashley will hold it for a little bit and then he'll drop it back to Drew. And like again, I don't, I don't think it's like the worst idea in the world. It would ruin everything, but I feel like if 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 we're going all the way with Bodacious Bob, let's try to use him to actually pick pick the next guy so that he and so that Bob and Drew have another
0: new guy to work with. The problem with that is that like the last two years that you spent protecting Drew, it's like, well, Drew's just done then. (laughs) And I'm not arguing for or against that. Mm -hmm. Drew's not young. We've seen a year of Drew McIntyre on top. Wasn't bad. Didn't light the world on fire either. (laughs) It's like, I I don't know like I am there's nobody on Raw under 35 years old except like Ricochet and he lost to AJ Styles in four minutes on Monday <laughs> so <laughs> like I'm not arguing that they don't need to find their, their next top baby face they need to find him like yesterday and he already needs to be on Raw and winning matches <laughs> and he's just not so and the the you know they move it like glacial speeds. So I don't think it's happened anytime soon. So in the absence of having that person, well, it's gotta be Drew for a while. So I'm not you know, I don't know. I, I it, it 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 anyway, I wasn't mad at the Miz winning the title. <laughs> That's fair. And like I said, it's 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 more that it if again, if it had
1: been anyone of that Miz ilk, if it had been Ziggler Obviously, I would have been more mad specifically with Ziggler. But if anyone of that era, if it had been Morrison, like any of those guys, like Miz is like feels a little bit different because we did actually go all the way with that guy and, th- again, kicked him back down <laughs> to a lower level. And, again, you could talk about how he was booked. And, yes, that's always a factor in everybody, but, um, but it's the Miz. And I think most people were in pretty much pretty strong agreement that, we we have slotted the miz in the correct in the in the correct place and so just seeing af- a decade after we passed on on this idea uh to see it brought back around just elicited a a a visceral anger in me that i didn't know existed
0: there's very much uh there's a lot of evidence that maybe uh Vince doesn't know what he's doing or has a hard time keeping track of things anymore because to your point about, uh, not having to give Miz The briefcase, they took it off of him once also. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Uh,
1: Also the Miz Hasn't didn't, didn't win a singles match all of last year, (laughs) like, or, or like if since January of 2020 or something. So, like it's not like we were we were definitely getting behind them is there's a story um this is slightly off topic but slightly on topic when it comes to vince just forgetting about guys Mm. um uh, matt cardona told a story about uh when he uh won the intercontinental title at uh, whatever wrestlemania that was um as the big surprise and the story was he was having a match on like main event or something and and uh and Vince happened to be watching it and just looked at it and well, well, why aren't we doing anything with this guy? We should, we should do something with this guy. And so that's what that led to. And like, I always think that's so funny because if you remember some, like Vince pushed him off the stage in a wheelchair, <laughs> that's why they weren't doing anything with Zack Ryder for three years. Cause they killed him dead on purpose. <laughs> so i always thought that like i feel like that's probably the same thing with miz like he must have seen a promo or a match that the miz had that really impressed him and it's like oh well he should maybe he should be the champion after all what why haven't i seen this before it's like cuz you've been watching the miz for a decade man like you know <laughs> you know you know what he's what he's got
0: but i guess he just kind of forgot about it maybe Maybe. By the way, Matt Cardona, I hope he transfers to hell. Oh, all right. All right. Let's not be. Let's not be rude. You can say whatever you want on Fraser Observer Radio, but I can't take a dig at Matt Cardona. <laughs> no,
1: <laughs> no. That's my 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 Twitter friend, Matt, Matt Cardona.
0: Mm, OK, well, all right. By the way. Would like to congratulate Penelope Forte Kipsavian who sent me very nice thank you notes after I sent them a wedding gift. Sure. Yeah. Did Miro send you anything? No. Ah, all right. Would you like an autograph photo of Miro like where he signs specifically signs the thighs? Yes. If
1: you can use your 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 newfound <laughs> connections, get me a signed thigh pick of Miro. I'd, I'd appreciate it.
0: Alright. <sighs> Let's see. Okay, so the WWE had a pay-per-view It was Illumination Chamber. I thought it was good. Really good by their standards. I thought there was a lot of good wrestling on the show, which I generally don't find to be the case in WWE. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like the SmackDown Chamber match, which uh, Daniel Bryan won uh better than any main roster match probably since bailey and sasha Hel- hell in a cell um what you think of the show in the ring aside from the Miz uh winning the title
1: <laughs> yeah i thought it was it was a very easy to watch show i mean even with the the money in the bank cash chin and everything show was off the air by like 9 30 <laughs> yeah which is great i recommend that for any and all wrestling shows uh in any company um but yeah, I thought I thought the the Smackdown Chamber was a was a solid solid good. I I didn't quite love it as much as you did, but I I certainly enjoyed it. Um and I thought the the Raw Chamber match was good. I thought uh I'll just say this, as someone who I watch Smackdown, but I don't really pay attention to Smackdown <laughs> if that makes sense. Hmm. Like I'm on my phone when I watch Smackdown. Hmm. Uh a lot this thing with Sasha and the sommelier
0: yeah I got what thought. is it I got I got thoughts on this
1: all right because that was my my main thought is that Nia Jacks pinned both of the women's champions within 24 hours yeah um will she be getting a title shot against either of them and then also what the hell is this thing with Sasha and Reginald
0: she's definitely not getting title shot uh Against uh, either one of them. By the way, this show uh, was two and a half hours. Also, the first match did not begin till like twenty after the top of the first hour. The first twenty <laughs> minutes were video packages and entrances. So it was like two hours and ten minutes of actual wrestling on the show. But uh regardless, the Sasha and the sommelier So they're trying to do a romance thing. But first of all, um, she's married in real life, and like has dated zero other people besides her husband in real life, and so has never like been in a situation where uh had to either uh play the seductress or play the seducee uh before <laughs> and so they're asking her to do a lot of uh heavy lifting in the acting department that she has no business doing. Mm-hmm. also he is uh, very um, um uh, not quite sure what the word is <laughs> trying to read carefully
1: please
0: <laughs> trying to figure out the best way to describe this I don't believe that Reginald uh, likes women I just don't uh, okay. and so they've um obviously now put him in a role where he uh is uh trying to he's like has they he has like this crush on sasha banks also it's like this middle school thing because we in dumbing down the product and trying not to be uh, attitude era anymore we just we don't even treat the characters as if they're grown-ups anymore they're all just children So it's all feels very middle school to me. Actually, I think that dude's married and has a child in real life. So I, I, I don't know. I just, I don't believe that he's interested in her romantically. So I think it's, it's all a big miss. Yeah, I, I guess is, so is this, this is a ruse by Reginald to get Carmela something. That part is still unclear to me and they're bad at, at telling stories. So. Uh, i don 't know if it'll ever be clear
1: i mean yeah I, like like it's one of those things like on paper i mean maybe it 's not what I would do with with sasha at this point, but like sure, whatever you can do a why a, not you, you it's us it's a story right it's um, not what I would do, but hey they're shooting some angles
0: that 's right. nice, but like how many times did she beat Carmelo on t v like well Carmelo beat her in at least one tag on t v but sasha beat her at at least two pay-per-views right okay so it's just like (laughs) if you
1: were gonna do this it seems like maybe you should have done it a little bit earlier like when they were actually feuding because like i guess you can go back to it like after wrestlemania or whatever or well if sasha's gonna lose the belt maybe bianca will feud with someone else and you have a built-in feud for sasha
0: it After she's lost it. It doesn't help that Carmela hasn't been on TV in like three weeks. <laughs> so we have no idea what her uh, motivation here is or if she's involved or if it is a ruse. And it's like they haven't, been, haven't even been dropping like breadcrumbs uh, to reward you for paying attention or to get your interlo- intellectual curiosity stimulated. So uh, I have no good answers for you. Okay, I mean, just but making, hey, sure,
1: making sure I, I wasn't missing something. By, I, th- yeah.
0: I thought they were going to do uh, have Sasha and Bianca win the titles and then do the tag partners feuding over the singles title thing. They were going to have them win the women's tag titles and then lose them real quick before Mania and um, then do some kind of uh, match with those two at WrestleMania, which I guess there's still time to do because there's another pay-per-view before WrestleMania
1: yeah they're sure that yeah like that is the thing that and this is we're still very far away from it, so they have time, but it feels like w w e when it comes to wrestlemania like the nakamura a j before Nakamura turned heel and just started kicking a j in the balls over and over again, yes, like that build up was very lackluster because yes. it was like it was two baby faces, they weren't the they weren't the real main event. uh so it's just there's kind of they weren't even like the top program on that show because that was i think the year brian came back so it was everything was about brian and shane versus owens and uh Sami Zayn so it's like that's kind of what this feels like to me so far it's like well we're not necessarily turning sasha (laughs) but clearly she would be the natural heel in this feud Right. So we're just, we just like a lot of them, like standing and kind of smiling at each other, and like, right. And then the, and then Michael Cole telling us how exciting it is that these two are <laughs> going to have a match at some point.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sasha was on the uh, the Steve Austin show after uh, after the pay per view. Actually, debuted before the pay per view, but um, she was talking on that show about. You know, she's pretty open and honest about her difficulties with WWE and how she left and asked to be released. (laughs) Mm. And all I think about when I'm watching her and Bianca on screen together is, you know, Vince isn't going to forget something like that. (laughs) He may forgive, but he will not forget. (laughs) <laughs> and, and and I think he, I think Bianca is his new uh, token minority character that he wants to push. And uh, I think he's still mad at Sasha. So that's what I think.
1: Well, I mean, the good news is he's not, go- I mean, they can't afford to make her too mad, right? Because <laughs> then I, what if she actually does go home or does try to quit?
0: I, I, I don't know, man. I don't have a good answer for you. I just know that she turned baby face like five months ago and it would be really bad to turn her again so quickly, but also it seems like if you wanted to ruin somebody's career, that's what you would do. Well, yeah, I mean, if you wanted
1: to establish them as somebody who is just kind of a transitional sort of character that just goes where you need them and isn't really somebody you want to build a show around. Yeah you yeah. would turn them like say 38 or 39 times over their over their WWE career, perhaps.
0: Yeah. Speaking of Paul white sign with AEW. W can't say I saw that coming. Um, neat. Uh, we talked about this off the air. I think we were maybe not necessarily in, uh, simpatico about this either. I feel like I was a little less shocked, but, I mean, I can't say I saw it coming, but also maybe I didn't necessarily think he was a lifer either.
1: Um, I mean, to your
0: credit, he did
1: leave once before. That's true. And was going to go be a boxer or
0: something. I think he just wanted to not take bumps for a while but then he got involved possibly he fell down an elevator shaft onto some mortgage fraud and (laughs) may have had a divorce or two and needed some money and came back
1: right so i i guess by that standard clearly there were limits to what he wanted to do and uh i'm sure and it i think the reports would say that money was a factor here um uh which is wild to me because obviously (laughs) they can afford to pay all of these old guys whatever like right you can literally pay them whatever um to not to sit at home yeah um if if you don't see any value in them just to keep them off other people's tv shows if you want um but they clearly chose not to do that with him and then that perhaps combined with the last few, t- I guess, how he was utilized in his last few television appearances for WWE led to... Uh, it's It's just one of the things, I guess it's just, it was a dawning on me of like, oh, so they, because there's other another place to go now, and obviously I don't think, I would hope not, at least, that AEW is, you know, not going to look to sign, like, every WWE, everyone on a WWE Legends deal or whatever, but, um because there's another place to go now, WWE can't just like sit on everybody. <laughs> if, if, if they want to, if someone truly wants to go or wants to go out there and look for their own opportunities, it's like you can like, they can't just park people like in, in, in the garage anymore. I guess this, that that's kind of what, what shocked me about it. It just seemed like one of those guys is like, well, he'll come to TV a few times a year. When when Vince asks him to, and, and he'll do some media appearances, and he'll do the Special Olympics, and and that's just his his lot in life. But clearly, that's that's not it. And obviously, money was very clearly an important part of this. But seemingly, he was not happy with. If my thought would be, the money would be less important if he was enjoying whatever his role with the company was. So that, that's. That was uh, that was kind of a, the twist for me that I found interesting. It's like, oh, okay, so not everybody's just gonna sit, <laughs> just gonna sit here anymore, and just sit sit there and collect the check, or at least they don't have to if they are so inclined to go elsewhere.
0: Despite whatever financial problems he may have had, you know, fifteen years ago, the first time he left or whatever, you know. He has been on on national television for 25 years, global television even, for 25 years. He's probably very rich. And if the money was even close, like, you know, you got one side telling you, hey, we don't really have a use for you anymore. We're going to bring you to television two times a year and humiliate you. (laughs) (laughs) Or... We get the other side saying, "Hey, we want you to try this new challenge as an announcer. We want you to wrestle twice a year, like you kind of are already." Even if the money isn't isn't even close, he probably has the kind of personal wealth where maybe money's not the motivating factor. And I know I heard that report too. I was just skeptical that it, it was a thousand percent accurate, given this guy has been on TV for 25 years. <laughs> he doesn't necessarily need the money. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it could also be, yeah, there, there could be, whether it's creative fulfillment
1: or a, you know, a personal, <laughs> you know, who you have to deal with there.
0: They, um, they to your point, they made him look like a real bitch last time he was on TV. <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah that
0: his his final
1: appearance if you look it up it was on that legends show yeah um like i guess a few days or a few weeks before his contract officially expired and yeah it was uh it was even how they used him last summer was uh was a little you know was, he was there to get kicked by randy orton uh yeah. mostly so yeah yeah i don't i don't blame the guy and yeah good good for him and i you would have to wonder with him Signing and being announced to appear on this coming week's AEW show, which also happens to feature Shaquille O'Neal wrestling is this does it at to your point, And you said this off air, it's probably too late for this to have like the maximum impact it could have all 10 years ago. But it, I do feel it would be something of a coup if AEW can pull off this big time celebrity spectacle match that WWE never could.
0: Yeah, it's it's something. Uh, I don't think anything can have the impact it had 12 years ago. Just, with, I mean, they were they were shooting these angles 12 years ago. <laughs> yeah, the entire world was different. Media was different. Like, unbelievable. Anyway, so uh, you know, there is the danger of AEW. To your point uh becoming TNA 2.0. I mean, first of all, with their uh, scatter shot uh frenetic to the back, it's really quite simple. Fight for your right, fight for your to, <laughs> to fight to fight for your right women's title eliminator tournament booking style. Um, but also you don't want to be the retirement home for you know Arn Tully Tony, JR, Big Show, Sting, Taz, Taz, even to some degrees, uh, to some degree, the, you know, Sean Spears of the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, You don't want to be the retirement home. You don't want to be the place where you go if you don't make it in WWE either. I'm not necessarily my knee-jerk response was actually pretty positive for AEW in this signing, just because I think mm-hmm. WWE underestimates the value to your, to your uh, as you mentioned, of having Big Show doing PR for you, and having him at Special Olympics, and places like that, and I think there's a lot of value in Big Show, and so maybe not particularly on this one, but like whoever the next guy is that they have the opportunity to, to sign, right? Maybe
1: let's pass on that guy. Right, like if Mick Foley' <laughs> his contract comes to, maybe we keep him far away from from Te Conti and, uh, <laughs> and some of Jay. these other. Yeah, and Anna J, and who unfortunately is injured. But you know, um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, yeah. Maybe you don't you don't need to. I do. Yeah, I do. Definitely think this is a a net positive. And certainly they would get attention if they can pull off, even if it's just another confrontation. But um, obviously I don't advocate for doing confrontations or angles that don't lead to anything (laughs) Um, like say Mike Tyson showing up on your show and, and doing a pull apart brawl and then never being heard from again.
0: Yeah. I mean, did they know Mike was going to get rich all of a sudden? from doing a, a pay-per-view boxing match. <laughs> I don't know. I, far be it for me to stand up for all elite wrestling. Not <laughs> not my favorite company, not my favorite booking. But also, I don't know that I would have had seen in my crystal ball, hey, Mike Tyson's going to have a pay-per-view boxing match in the year of our Lord 2020, and all of a sudden get rich overnight again. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, and that's fair, and obviously the TNT connection
1: maybe keeps Shaq in play in a way that he didn't have that type of relationship with WWE all that time, so you're not. So there's probably a better middleman working this stuff out than there were when it was just
0: WWE talking to Shaq and Shaq's agent or whatever. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. AEW's pay-per-view coming up uh, in about nine days or so. They have a special one bleacher report this weekend. They have another dark show launching in a couple of weeks with Tony Schiavone and big show as the announcers. Apparently that's going to be like their developmental show. I, 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 I don't know. Uh, just more product, more stuff to try to keep track of. I don't know if it's, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Uh they also have the like one of their tentpole dynamite shows this coming week with the Shaq and Cody Jade and Red Velvet match, and um, anyway, they're they're doing a lot of stuff. I don't, <laughs> I I I don't know. They don't feel like a, a hot promotion to me right now. Uh, television viewership would confirm that notion. But, uh, hey, they were up over 100,000 viewers this week, so maybe uh, maybe things are on the up and up for them.
1: Yeah, it's it doesn't feel, and like, I don't know, and I, this will be weird because on one hand, and we've talked about this before, they're building to this big dynamite, which in and of itself also needs to be the go-home show for their pay-per-view. Yes. And on the plus side, you will, I would have to assume, have a lot of people tuning in to see the Shaq match. Um, that maybe don't watch your show or don't watch it live at least every week. Sure. Um, so if you go, you know, you can go over your pay per view and really try to hit those big matches: the Bucks versus Jericho and MJF, the Wacky Barbed Wire main event, um, whatever else, whatever else you got on there. Miro and and Kit versus uh, Best Friends. Um, you know the big three. Um, yes, the the weird ladder mat what's this water match has a weird name
0: which face year. of the revolution
1: yes it's for a tnt title <laughs> shot Yes, that's all they had to say but it's the face of revolution match for some reason
0: i actually uh thought it was for a world title match because they didn't call it what it was <laughs> until <laughs> yes. they explicitly said on uh, dynamite this week it's for a shot at the tnt title yeah, I guess it has to be for the
1: TNT title, right? Because Cody's in it he can't challenge for the world title. Yeah, and far be it for
0: them to let anything slip through the cracks like that.
1: Oh, of course not. No, but that being said, like I think there's some there's been, you know, here and there there's some good there has been some good stuff. I thought the, the Bucks, uh Jericho and MJF stuff has been fine. Um beat you know, beating up the guy's dad. I think you really which maybe is don't let Nick talk, but the Bucks need to do a good promo on that go home show. I think once, if the bad guys beat up your dad, you kind of need to have to come back with something pretty strong. Um,
0: I I need to see like tears because Nick can't talk. And Matt is like, he's not a bad talker, but I also don't believe it's real for any second that he's speaking. You know what I mean? Like I yeah. need him to like cry and get red in the face and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So
1: let, well that remains to be seen Cause I, I thought it was, a, I thought it was a good angle, but in the back of my head, I was like, there needs to be like really strong follow-up from the baby face side of this for it to be like a great angle. And I don't think I don't know it yet. I don't know if the bucks have that capacity in them.
0: Cause I, as you meant, But make the mom cry then. Like I need somebody. Cry. I want to make men. Nick Jackson's mom cry. <laughs> Someone
1: in the Jackson family better be crying this week. Yes. Um, but yeah, I think like that's good. I I've never seen a exploding barbed wire match. I've seen clips here and there, but sure. it's it's not my bag. Sure. But I understand that Kenny and Moxley are these two giant weirdos, and they want to do it, and it'll be a spectacle. I guess you can do something explaining that what that is a little bit better. Um, Like are there pins and stuff or is it just whoever gets exploded loses? Who knows, man. So probably clarify that on the television show, but yeah, other than that, it's just, again, I don't, I don't hate the show. I did want to mention, I, genuinely very much enjoy most of what they do with Adam page on the show every week. Yeah. Um, mostly because I very much identify with, uh a character <laughs> who has this sort of like, yeah, this might as well happen like that sort of vibe to him. Like uh, where like uh, stuff just keeps happening to him. And he's like, yeah, okay, sure. We'll yeah. roll with this.
0: <laughs> and enjoys brown liquor.
1: Yeah. That both things I identify with, uh, very, uh, very strongly. Um, but they did like 18 weeks worth of angles between him and Matt Hardy in the last week. Yes. Um, they did the bit with where he got hangman drunk and tried to sign him to a contract. Hangman outsmarted him. Great. Fine. Uh, then we do the bit where hangman reveals that to him and we get the stipulation for the match where whoever loses has to pay, you know, pay their first quarter earnings to the, the winner. Great. Right. Fine. But then within that segment, we had Isaiah Cassidy dressed as the Jaguars uh, mascot. Again, in a bubble, a funny, always a fun bit when someone is dressed up as a mascot or an animal or whatever, and then takes the hood off. Always enjoyable. Then as they're beating him up, uh, TH2 gets involved. Yes. Uh, The Dark Warrior comes down to make the save and fights off Matt Hardy. And then the following week as Hangman's wrestling Isaiah Cassidy to get revenge because of the 18 things that happened last week, uh, Matt Hardy announces that he's going to destroy the dark order one by one as revenge for, for Adam page. And it's like, I feel like this could have waited until after like have Hangman win the match at the pay-per-view. Yeah. And then Matt going crazier and crazier and seeking revenge begins while you know getting him and his cronies begin attacking the dark order people like and that's how you you build do a rematch on tv or whatever or at uh the, ne- the next pay-per-view which is like probably another three months away
0: well um, he definitely doesn't have time to take them out one by one between now and march 7th
1: sure but also you could have been doing this like you could have started the feud three weeks earlier correct so that's that's my thought is like we like all of this has in general in a vacuum been good they're just doing so much so quickly that i'm like you just we do like we pick two of these ideas and we do them yeah and then we save the other ones for like when we're setting up a rematch you know the
0: week after the pay-per-view or whatever yeah hey why aren't gallus and anderson still around um i don't know what's going like what I mean, clearly they're going to wrestle the Young Bucks at some point. I don't know if it's going to be an Impact or AEW. I don't care. Um, I don't want these WWE job guys hanging around. Well, Kenny needs Kenny Tenchman, I guess.
1: That's all I got. (laughs) I don't know why it has to be guys from Impact, why it couldn't be. Like, you couldn't just pick two guys from one of the... You know, they have a lot of tag teams. Could put Kenny with TH2 or or uh the acclaimed or the varsity blondes or any of these groups and that you have under your contract instead of picking up the, the impact guys that are also former WWE guys, but
0: that's what we're doing. Yep. Uh women's women's uh title turn title eliminator tournament. I guess it's Niall Rose on the on the US side and I forget who it is on the Japanese side. Uh, surprised that it's not uh Britt Baker a little bit because once again,
1: <laughs> shouldn't, she, shouldn't she just be the champion? She should just be the champion, yeah. she's clearly the most pushed woman <laughs> on the show. Yeah, just make, her, just make her the champion. And again, I say this as someone who's a very big fan of Hikaru Shida who according to Kenny Omega booked this tournament herself, <laughs> uh, which is just a wild thing to admit as an executive vice president of the company, but uh <laughs> yeah, she she clearly is like working very hard to try to get more more women on television. Which, God bless her, it didn't really work out because most of the matches took place on YouTube. But um, I you know I like as someone who very much enjoys Hikaru Shida, you know, especially her matches. If if you don't want to feature her on the show put put the belt on somebody you do want to feature which clearly right now is is brit baker and pretty much everyone else comes in second to that
0: right it's and i like Britt baker like i'm not knocking Britt baker she's a just... good character she's a good character she's got much better as a wrestler yeah agreed so just just make her the champion it's fine yeah right. Uh, New Japan has 400 shows this weekend. Uh, (laughs) Haruma got hurt. Naito got hurt, missed a bunch of shows, but Naito's back. Haruma's out for a long time. This tour this month is just physically and emotionally and spiritually uh, wearing on their roster and me personally. Uh, (laughs) it's, It's getting worse. There's like 16 shows in the next 31 days. It doesn't get any easier. But uh, there's signs of wear and tear on the roster over there. Shows are not been particularly good. I hope they have good shows this weekend. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a that's a huge bummer about Hiromu.
1: Like, just I mean, obviously it's not it's not his neck again, so that's good, right. I guess. Yeah. But again, six months without that guy on those shows. We talked about how you know the show suffered from Jay White not being on them, or from Ishi not being featured heavily on them, and having a guy that that good <laughs> that can take up a, a half hour of a show and 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 make it make it good, make it great. Uh, having one less of those guys around is definitely uh, that's definitely a huge bummer.
0: To uh, Dave Meltzer's point about him being perhaps the most valuable wrestler to his. Division or company in the entire world. Uh, that's probably a fair point. But also, I think there's a downside sometimes to booking as far in advance as New Japan does because they could have elevated Show, who has had some strong showings recently. If you go back to last fall, El Desperado made it to the finals of the Best of the Super Juniors tournament and had like great matches with everybody in that tournament and got mm-hmm. over. And they could have elevated him and because they just booked so far in advance and they thought, well, he's just tech generic tag guy, number 47. We don't need to elevate anybody. They didn't. And it's like, well, now they don't have the top star in the division and they desperately need to elevate people. And they don't have a person to help get them to that level. (laughs) Right. So I'd be, you know, it should be desperado. That guy impressed the hell out of me last fall. Uh and and they just didn't do anything with them. But if you want to be wanted to be a baby face, it should be show who is like 34 already. <laughs> it's like, come on, man. <laughs> Clock's ticking. What are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, it's that's
1: <laughs> that is uh that that is like kind of that eternal issue, like you said, of them of them uh booking so far in advance and being so kind of stubborn about it or just it feels like, even, and then when someone, if someone does get hurt, they just kind of plug someone else into that spot or or something like, like plugging evil into the main event. Last year, um, just, just yeah, it, it could put you, it could put you in some pretty vulnerable positions <laughs> when you when you rely very heavily on that. That's the double edged sword, right, of keeping just a few guys elevated. Right. Yes, it makes the top matches and top programs and top titles mean a little bit more but on the other hand if one or two of them go down at at the same time you are in trouble or there's a pandemic and some of them can't get into the country or whatever you're in a lot of trouble man
0: right all of a sudden Sonata's wrestling tamilaki honma in semi meet events <laughs> <laughs> or in eugene Nagata. i mean god bless nagata but yeah god bless homeland for that reason god bless yeah. everyone
1: They're all good family men.
0: Hey, New Japan, speaking of, New Japan uh, brought in Marty Skrull to work (laughs) tapings in California a few weeks ago, apparently. So that guy hasn't been blackballed from wrestling. I wouldn't have been shocked if they brought him over to Japan just because the society over there, particularly when it comes to uh, things of a sexual nature, is very different than here in the United States, but here in the United States, I think there are mores and there are uh, things that are morally and ethically wrong. And even if Marty Skrull may not have violated the letter of the law by trying to have sex with a 16 year old girl in the UK, I think we can all agree, that that's morally wrong. And, yes. uh, and yet new Japan of America being run by, people who don't understand this culture decided to bring in Marty Skrull and use him on a taping. It's just mind blowing. Like who's, who's booking that territory? Like I know it's like, is
1: Romero in charge of this? I mean, I'm sure he has to, he's, you know, execute or whoever it is is executing orders, but like
0: he's the liaison. It's the, it's the guy who, um, there's not a guy in charge it's the guy the guy who was in charge of it got promoted to Harold's job when Harold got fired right. okay so it's uh, as far as i know it's all under the parent company banner okay it's just yeah i don't
1: there's vi- i feel like very few things in professional wrestling that can truly blackball you or yeah. should truly blackball you um but i feel like having sex with uh, a a teenager, especially a teenager that by her own accounts was intoxicated at the time. Um,
0: and he was like older than 25 at the time.
1: Yes. This is all. That's also the thing. It's not, he not again, not not, seven.
0: He wasn't 17.
1: Right. This you, I don't buy the, uh, perhaps because I'm around that age. Now I am slightly older than 25 now. Um, but that to me is like, you can't go, oh, he was young <laughs> and stupid. Because if you are 18 and one day, you should know better. Much less 26 or 27 or whatever he was at the time. So there's, could be, in. Uh, I don't think this is controversial to say, if you have sex with a 16-year-old and you're an adult man, you shouldn't be allowed to be on anybody's televised wrestling no more. Um, and I, I, and I, and it does just go to show. And we talked about this a little bit off the air. What, like on a personal level, Michael Elgin must be just like the biggest, like worst dude because all these other guys, all these UK guys, Progress just came back under the under a WWE banner, and they had several people, or, or at least a couple of people that were, you know, mentioned in the Speaking Out movement work in those shows. Obviously, there's guys all over NXT UK and, and regular NXT that have had allegations levied against them. But it's, it's just... I feel like if this is not the line where... And it's also not like this wasn't an allegation. He admitted to doing it. That's right. the other thing, too. Like... This isn't like you don't even have the he said she said excuse or, or whatever. Like like he admitted to doing this. Yes. So don't don't put him on your wrestling
0: show. Yes. Is it is it fair or not to chalk it out to a cultural misunderstanding? I don't know. <laughs> okay but like i don't want to give them the benefit of the doubt and maybe, about, maybe you should have someone from this country who understands this culture running the company then i would agree with
1: that also what is like all and again i don't want to put too much on the individual people that are working there trying to like you know right it's a job they're feeding their family same thing with the guys on the progress show um it's like yeah, they're not going to speak up if they think it means they're going to get blacklisted from ever working for the company again. Right? Like, I get, I get why maybe a fellow wrestler wouldn't speak up there, but like somebody, you got to have somebody in a higher ranking opinion. Just even if it's just like a brief, like a bullet points briefing guy. Just hey, this is what he was accused of, in America specifically, and in the UK, I would like to think this is considered. Pretty heinous. Right. So, we should probably not book this guy on this dumb show with no fans that almost no one <laughs> watches. Right. It's probably not worth it.
0: Yeah. Well, this has indeed been a free flowing discussion and it did end up touching on mature subjects.
1: That's right. And uh, once again, I, I feel I've
0: said too much. All right. Well, until we uh, have time to do a show again, which. God only knows when that will be. But until then, I'm Ethan. And I'm Liam. And we'll be back soon with more stories from the rest of the life. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Now, here are this week's bonus features.
1: Oh, we can, do we want to briefly touch on, uh, the Frasier reboot before we start here? I mean, I think we should. The return, the hallowed and much requested return of Frasier Observer Radio.
0: That's correct. So it was announced this week that uh, Paramount Plus is uh, rebooting Fraser or reviving Fraser is probably more accurate. Um, Kelsey Grammer currently the only uh, primary attached, which it would be a totally different show. Well, it's already going to be a totally totally different show because John Mahoney, who played his dad, passed away a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, and he was very much kind of the heart and soul of uh, the Frasier show and um, but um, I think you can still do the show uh, without the dad and just you know it would not be as um, soulful or heartfelt or things of that nature but it could still be funny now the fact that none (laughs) of the other uh, three main characters Niles, Daphne, and Roz have signed on yet I'm going to go ahead and call it troubling and um, you know if this is some kind of weird Kelsey Grammer power play uh, somehow that wouldn't be shocking to me um, where he's like you know frozen these other people out and mm. and just wants all that sweet, sweet Paramount money for himself. That's a possibility. Or it's a possibility that everyone is just uh, rushing to judgment and jumping to conclusions on their jumps to conclusions mat. And uh, the, the they're still negotiating with the other three. Uh, Jane Leaves, um, Perry Gilpin, and David Hyde Pierce to uh, join, the, join the cast of the revival as well. So... I am cautiously optimistic still that they're going to get the other three that would really make the show good, but uh, that's not the direction you want the show to go in. Well, no, it's funny you mentioned that. So
1: with with the with the dad dead, perhaps we move Frasier into the role of sort of the, the older sort of background, you know, you know still an important part of the show, but a little bit less so and the new and and the main character should be Fraser Jr. Fraser Uh sure whatever. Uh this doesn't matter to me at all. Uh <laughs> but I am very I am very I, it doesn't matter to me but also I've never been more married to an idea in my life. Uh that is that Fraser should have an adult bad boy uh son who becomes who slowly like, obviously, for the first few episodes, we got to we got to ease people into it. But the show's going to become the sun's show and we're going to push Kelsey Grammar. And if they get the other old people uh, back on the show, we slowly push them out of the way for the hip young Fraser Jr. And also he's gay and he vapes. That's my pitch. That's my elevator pitch for the Fraser reboot.
0: I see. Uh, frankly, nothing has ever made me more angry with you. Than your vision for the Fraser revival. Uh, secondly, uh, I can't remember. <laughs> secondly, what I wanted to discuss. You're so mad at me that you <laughs> forgot your second point. I am. I am furious. Uh, I really am. A second. Oh, you've never seen an episode of Fraser, correct? Not a whole one. I don't think. Like, okay. So yeah, I.
1: What <laughs> that? Don't let that stop me from. <laughs> Right. from pitching the the what I feel is a, a dynamite idea for a reboot of the show.
0: Sure. Or, yeah, I think I've seen 256 of like yeah. 260 <laughs> Fraser episodes. So <sighs> <sighs> Furious with so you. So really who's to say which which <laughs> is <the>
1: better idea <laughs> or who understands what would make a good revival of the show, me or you? It's right. Really, you know. 50-50 equal time and all that. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Glad glad we spent time on it. Um <laughs> Yeah, we have
1: to, we have, yes, just like uh the Sunday morning shows, we have to uh we have to treat uh these ideas as if they are equal and both equally informed and realistic ideas even though one seems maybe a touch more outlandish and uh and uh ridiculous than the other, but uh, as as objective journalists, we of course must uh, treat these as the same
0: course i don't think the idea of like if this thing is totally a disaster like if they can't get the other three main original cast members back then i think they are going to go in the direction of uh making the show about frederick crane and that's that's going to be like just like an unmitigated disaster <laughs> and like legendarily bad television but. How, how old was,
1: was Frederick when like, the show was over? Was he like toddler age? Was he a young adult? Like He was like probably f- 14. So they could get the same actor theoretically.
0: Yeah, it's been like 18 years. So that's uh, 32, 33. Yeah, something like that.
1: Okay, so hear me out though. What if Frederick has a cool younger brother <laughs> named
0: Fraser Jr. Who is <laughs> I... gay and vapes? I, I well, we can't rule out that Frederick is gay and vapes. Uh, but your insistence on calling this uh, Fraser Junior <laughs> <laughs> is probably the thing that's making me the most angry. <laughs> that's, I
1: like it especially because, like, Fraser's his, that's his first name, right? It's yes. not even his last name. But
0: no, he's, his <laughs> name will be Fraser Junior. <laughs> Correct. Yes. Um, it is without a doubt the funniest possible. Uh, name for the show. But also <laughs> also it is making me uh, blind with rage. Fra son of Frazier. Not as funny as Frasier Jr. (laughs) I mean, I'm
1: not, I'm trying to, I'm trying to top it. I started out with gold and I'm, and now I'm throwing out copper at you and it's just not, it's just not as good.
0: That's fair. I would like to, uh, well, let's just do the show because I I would like to debut my highly visual bad buddy impression here (laughs) on this audio only (laughs) format. (laughs) Love it. I try to keep on
1: keeping on.